name is Glory. I'm a third year student studying at the Bartlett School of Architecture in London, originally from Hong Kong. And I'm Yan Shan. I'm a third year architecture student studying at the Bartlett as well, and I'm originally from Malaysia. You're listening to Designing Thoughts with the Archigals, a podcast where we talk about working and creativity, living well, the human condition with relationships, and life experiences. Before we get into the podcast, I would just like to ask for a small favor. It would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave a comment on our YouTube channel just to let us know how you feel about the podcast and other topics you'd be interested in hearing in. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host Gloria, and this is my co-host Yenshan. So today we're going to be well, we're supposed to do a weekly uh, check-in as always, and then we'll move through the topic of people pleasing slash FOMO. So hopefully that'll be interesting to you. So Yenshan, how's your week been? It's been, I mean, this week was reading week. How's your reading week been? It's been really good. I went on holiday. Oh yeah, you went to yeah, Spain. <laughs> yeah, Yenshan. and then I came back, and then I had my tutorials. <laughs> But that wasn't so fun. Like as in, like the time between the holiday and the tutorials was not very fun. But it was okay. I think I ha- I made some progress. And also sometimes it's good to get away and to like relax. Okay, I I relax quite often. But then it's good to get away like completely and then be inspired by like wow, these buildings in this new place look so cool. And okay, I I feel like you're kind of downplaying it a little bit because for context, Yancha went to Spain from Sunday to Wednesday. And I feel like you had a really good time there. Like I saw your your stories. I felt like you had a really good time there. Obviously, and I feel like you downplayed it a little bit because you were like, oh, I don't really. I'm not really looking forward to tutorials. I feel like I didn't do a lot of work. But I looked at your portfolio, and I feel like you did quite a lot of work for someone that went on holiday for four days. You know. So okay. Thank I'm, you. You're welcome. To be fair, I I really did do it on the po- on the day of the tutorial. Okay. Well, I guess you have skills for completing stuff last minute then. <laughs> Oh yeah, but actually that's not very fair. So I did do some stuff in on holiday, and also I I worked pretty hard like right before I left. So yeah, exactly. It wasn't so, like for nothing. I like, it wasn't. Like yeah. yeah, I feel like you're the definition of like work hard, play hard, and like I admire you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but how did tutorials go? So like for context, uh, reading week like. I think tutorials are kind of optional, but that depends on the unit. So some units don't do tutorials at all, right. and yeah. some tutors make it optional. I yeah. don't think they can make it compulsory, so it's definitely yeah. optional. So how are you? But tutorials? even if it was optional, it was pretty compulsory for us. As in, they said it's highly encouraged, and mm-hmm. they were also uh, pretty. Uh, as in, they really did expect us to treat it like a normal week. As, so they did expect us to have things to present. I think. So the fact that they treated it as a normal week and you still went on holiday, <laughs> like I that's... didn't know when I booked the holiday that they were treating oh, okay. it as a normal week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's skills. You still managed. Um, yeah. Okay. So how it's was just... your week? My week, like reading week, started off slow, as mm. in I felt like the crit from the week before reading week really tired me out so the mm-hmm. beginning of reading week i was super tired mm-hmm. i didn't want to do anything but i still forced myself to go into studio and get work done honestly i don't know how you can go on holiday like i really admire you for that because i feel like if i go on holiday i'll get so anxious i don't know if this is toxic like i feel like i will just be so anxious if i go on holiday. i think we're on the opposite end of the toxic spectrum because <laughs> i think it's toxic that i that i choose to do this like i just booked another holiday <laughs> And that's not oh even God. in December. Oh my days. We 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 create a good contrast, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I I was just in studio like uh, I guess nine to six. Sorry, ten to six, 
to seven. I was just working. Um, basically, the, yeah, yeah, basically every day. I'm going to studio, like treating it as a normal week, I guess. Um, but it like for me, I felt like the progress was really slow because I was like I didn't know why I was so tired. I was just I had no energy in the beginning of the week. Um, but towards the end, I think I had more energy because I talked to my friends in my unit, and then we had we just have good chats and like a good time in studio. Um, and then the tutorials yesterday actually went really well, even though it was only like 15 minutes. I feel like it was a good push in the right, right. direction, right. and like I kind of know what I have to do for next week. So it's just crazy to think that we're already more than halfway through term one. You know, like yeah. we only have three more tutorials left before this project ends. And I'm but to like, be fair, right? Like during the tutorials, Fali um, was like, "Yeah, but to be fair, they've only been here for four weeks, and and that should, we've actually only been here like a month of." normal uh like teaching weeks you know yeah but i i don't know it just feels like it's like... so on both sides it's crazy it's like it's gonna end soon but at the same time we also kind of just started yeah I-, I was actually talking to chris uh my friend in unit three the other day and we were like oh my god when year three ends we're gonna cry because <laughs> dude i will cry i will cry because i don't know like year three's been amazing so far like compared to year one and year two like year three compared been... to year two oh my days <laughs> i know year three has just been like the best oh i don't want it to end but like it's already flying so quickly so yeah anyways um yeah that's our week oh and um yesterday i forgot to mention this and yesterday we went to um the people who were at tutorials for reading week because it's optional not everyone came um, and then our, our tutors, Dan and Ify, they were like, uh, we can go to the pub and like have a mm. chat. So that was really nice. We, we literally stayed there from 4.30 to 10. I left at 10 and like they were still there. <laughs> Did you go dancing in the end? Because you said you were thinking of it. No, I didn't. I was so tired. Um, right. I was so tired and I was like, I have to record the podcast with, with you this morning. <laughs> So, okay, I'm sorry this stopped you from going out. No pri- priorities, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was already really tired. Like the, like reading week, my entire week has just been tired. But um, yeah, pub was really fun. We had a really good chat um, with Dan and like other people in the unit, and yeah, it was just a really nice chat. And had some Bartlett inside jokes and like gossip, I guess. So it was really funny. Um, but yeah, it was just a good time. Um, yeah, so my week has been, like, started off slow, and then it got gradually better towards the end, you know? Yeah, because I wasn't around. No, I'm joking. It what? Was because I wasn't around the start of the week. Yeah, <laughs> like, was exactly. <laughs> anyway, that was irrelevant. Okay. Cool update. Yeah, cool update. All right, so we can move on to the, the bulk section of this episode, which is, like, FOMO. So I, I feel like... I didn't know what FOMO was until like secondary school, and I feel like ah, I yeah. I wanted to make it like a like an episode on it because I feel like well I feel like you experience it a lot and I experience it sometimes like not as much as you I guess um, yeah so I guess we can start with what is FOMO for any people who don't know what FOMO means Yanchan you can do the honors of explaining so it means um, when you are have like an exact so this is the official definition when you have an anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may be happening somewhere else often aroused by social media and apparently it's like listed in oxford dictionary like in 2013 which is actually pretty which actually coincides with our secondary school like we started secondary school in 2013 yeah yeah and then that's when it was added so i guess like it really became a thing in my life but to me it's more like 
that feeling you get it's like being a bit uneasy when like you can see your friends or not even friends like like acquaintances having fun and you think that they're having more fun than you or that they are achieving more than you so I guess we'll talk about this later but to me FOMO is also about like them being better at life stuff not just having fun so like also like work and having good friends but also getting like having a a good like job lined up or like good family ties and also doing well in school like all of it is tied to FOMO to me but that's my Okay, I guess the obviously like you explained it, but I guess the surface level would be more like going out, having fun type of thing. Mm. I I didn't know it was an actual word in Oxford Dictionary. Like it's just FOMO in Oxford Dictionary. Oh, and I guess it's a is it an acronym like a short term? Yeah. For fear of missing out. So yeah, that's did, what I, I, yeah, that's <laughs> what FOMO stands for. Um. So yeah, I I think you summarized it pretty well. Usually it's just kind of. Uh, feeling like you're like not adequate enough and you feel like other people are just doing more stuff than you and like having more fun usually this for me I feel like this the easiest way of spotting like getting FOMO is like usually through Instagram stories when you Mm. see people posting stuff like okay I'm using you as an example but that's not FOMO for me okay (laughs) like for example like during reading week when you went to Spain like maybe some people will see that and be like oh yen chan's having so much fun like why am i not having as much fun as her during reading week you know i guess that would be like an example of someone feeling fomo like right yeah so i guess that's the kind of the main context so yeah i guess this word is quite recent since it's 2013 which aligns with like you said our um, secondary school experience yeah yeah so um so why do you think we get fomo though like what oh, actually before that i think there's something like do you think that it's similar to like being jealous of someone oh i don't Be- think so because right. i feel like jealousy is more like personal like it's targeted to one person but fomo is more like yourself like it's like mm. a feeling within yourself that cuz it fomo can um like happen at any time with anyone right like it doesn't have to stem from like that specific person but mm. i feel like jealousy or maybe this is just maybe I'm just reading it wrong but like I feel like jealousy would be more like this particular person's doing a lot more and you're like oh I'm so jealous of them and like their life what right. do you think yeah I think it's like FOMO is also more like it's more like a cloud it's like a it's just like like it's always there but you can't really get rid of it and it gets worse when you check social media but even if you're not checking social media actively you also kind of know that like if you checked it people will be doing stuff and then you would feel FOMO yeah, I guess I it's know, that's kind of what like I the, feel. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like the feeling of like if you're lying in bed or if you're not doing stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah, and you're right. I think it's not directed at someone. Yeah. Because jealousy is like you're jealous of a particular person. Usually, you know. Usually, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like the feeling of when you're say like having a normal evening. It could be a weekday evening or maybe like a weekend evening or like say Friday night. You're like lying in your bed mm-hmm. and you're like, I know people mm-hmm. are having fun. And I'm just here in my bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the type of feeling. Like, it doesn't have to be social media, but it's, like, mostly, like, yeah. created through social media, Instagram stories, that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, moving on to, like, why um, we get FOMO. I, I guess it stems from being unhappy in life in general and also insecure about what you have. Which but I like, think is why we get. it's very extreme when you're in secondary school. I feel like... Actually, in secondary school, it was worse than now. Yeah. 
No, because I feel like in secondary school, you're going through adolescence and like hitting puberty and like you're being a teenager. So that's the stage of life where you're very much like, I want to fit in. I want to, I want to be like a, I don't know, fit in with the group of people around you because that's the time when you're starting to find like, you're trying to find who you are, like your identity and you really want to fit in with people, which Mm. is why you have like rebellious stages at home, right? So I think that's Mm. when it's the most prominent, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is linked to being uh, not happy. So when I had main major FOMO, it was more when I was already not very happy. So like when like during lockdown, for example, in Malaysia, where mm. people in the UK would be, would, would be obviously like being, be able to go out and stuff. Mm. So I think feeling like I had... Or it also get got bad when, it, uh, when I knew that I wasn't on track with work at the same time. So I guess that's a reason why I was unhappy in the first place. And then it just compounded with FOMO. Right. Because I was going to say, like, why do you think we were, like, unhappy in the first place? I mean, obviously, this is, like, a like a statement just to, to say that I feel like we're both obviously, like, privileged enough to, like, study in the UK. But I guess no matter, like, where you stand, you'll definitely, like, feel unhappy at some point in your life. And that kind of... I guess it, it will, you'll always... Like, you'll never be fully satisfied, right? So then mm. you'll always you'll always be susceptible to, like, having FOMO anyways at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. But but I, I, I think there's also ways to get over it. Or even if there's... Or just when, when you're generally happier, then I would feel it less. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, even in, like, you say, like... It was, I guess FOMO was at its peak for people um, during secondary school. Um, I don't know if you have any examples. I mean, mostly it would just be, say, like on the weekend, and then you see mm. maybe like mutual friends hanging out. And they like, don't invite you. Yeah, yeah. That's but, quite, that's quite FOMO, dude. And, and, and also even like <laughs> after school, if people hang out after school. And, yeah, like, and it's like the group of friends you know, right? Yeah, it's like you know them, you know. Yeah, you're like, you could have invited me. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm not like that anymore. Like, I, I really couldn't care less now. But I think back then, it was just like, a very teenager thing to do. Actually, and don't you feel like back yeah. then also, like, so much of Instagram was like showing off that you were hanging out with people rather than... Yes. <laughs> that you were doing something that was worthwhile. Yes. I, I agree. That's actually so stupid. Actually, back in secondary school, I didn't even have Instagram. I actually started Instagram in, like, sixth form, I think. So back then, for me, it was actually more Snapchat. Like, I would go oh, through people's right. Snapchat stories. And yes, all of Snapchat was, like, people hanging out. That's, like, what you post on stories, right? Like Also, like, when people would talk about it in school. Yeah, yeah, people just know stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is, like, healthy, you know? But, yeah, um, I feel like even for me... When I was um, like hanging out with friends, I feel compulsed to like post it yeah. on Snapchat because it's like, look, I'm having fun. I'm yeah. hanging out with these people. Yeah, but, but so it's actually quite toxic to think about it. Yeah, but like, why do we do that? Why do we want to seem like, I don't know. Like, obviously, on one hand, it's about sharing that, oh, I'm having fun, right? But there's always that subconscious that's like, like you want to show to people that you're not a loser, not a loner, and you're actually you actually have friends and you can hang out, right? Like there's that side of yeah, you. Yeah. Why you're posting that, you know? I feel like for me that's like so pervasive. Like it was like that until post secondary school even, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think both of us now, like 
I sometimes I feel like I'm a ghost on Instagram because I don't post anything. <laughs> I feel like Instagram is more like a tool for me to like follow like creators that I like and like mm. to connect with friends. Uh, but I really don't post <laughs> outings at all. Mm. Maybe sometimes, but like I really don't post. It's just for the sake of like, oh, I want to like tag people I know just to show the appreciation I have for them, like hanging mm-hmm. out. You know, I don't know. How do you how do you think of like your Instagram story usage now? I think I am healthy with it now. Okay, I say that. I was talking to my <laughs> friend about this. Like, I think I because I I sometimes I use it to show off still, but I feel like I use it to show off to a very particular group of people or like a particular person. Sometimes sometimes even a particular person. Like I want one person to see it. Therefore, I put it in my story, which is so stupid actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, but then. At the time, it just feels like, oh, what? A, like, I just really want them to, to know that I'm doing this particular thing, even though, like, they probably won't, don't even care, which is so dumb. But then I feel like I'm, it's healthier now in the sense that, like, if I use stories and if I use, like, close friend stories or Snapchat stories, it's, like, because I want my actual close friends to see it and because I feel like they do like to be kept up with my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, like, even the letting certain group of people or a person to see, I think it's pretty normal, like, I mean, obviously, you're not the only one, right? Like, I'm not at the stage where I have that, but I think, I think at some point in my life, I'll probably have that, and I think people our age probably go through that anyway, so I think it's a pretty normal thing, you know? I mean, we can't be 100%, like, completely healthy with our relationship Mm -hmm. with social media anyways, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, at secondary school, I felt like there was this thing that was really dumb. Also, I would get like messages for more. As in, I would ex, I would be happier when I got messages and like engagement on social media rather than like if I came home from school and then like the whole day just nothing. You know what I mean? Well, I guess like getting attention, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I think it goes both ways. <laughs> I always have this talk with my friends where, um, if you get messages, no, if you don't get any messages, then you'll be like, oh no, no one's texting me. But then when you get lots of messages, you're like, leave me alone, everyone. Yeah, legit. <laughs> I do feel that. Too. <laughs> yeah, um, and the other thing I want to talk about, like, uh, social media. I think you also talked to me about this. It's like, um, like highlight reel. You probably yeah. have more to say yeah. about that. I mean. It's pretty uh, straightforward, I guess. It's like, it's. I mean, obviously, it's like a highlight reel. Like social media and gen- like the accounts that you have in general is like a highlight reel of people's life. It's not yeah. actually how they are living. So, it's not an accurate reflection of the life that they're living, and therefore you shouldn't really hold on to it as something that you want to emulate. I think even for ourselves, like obviously, what we post is also not all of our life. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just feel, I mean, like you said, it's a highlight reel, and we're comparing the highlight reel to our real life, since people don't really post real life on Instagram, right? Mm. I feel like Instagram is more of a platform where it's really the highlighted parts of your life, um, like the posts you post and the stories you post, whereas um, obviously that's not the full picture, right? I think that's also why on like my vlogs on YouTube, I try to make it more real, I guess, because not everything in my life is, you know, a highlight, right? Mm. Like, you, you tell people, um, yeah, I go to architecture school, I go to Bartlett, like, we do all these cool stuff, but 
you don't like you don't really tell people the hard work and effort that goes behind it. Say every day I have this routine where I I go to studio at nine thirty to maybe say six thirty, and that would be like my every day. You know, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's not really interesting as vlog content because every day is like literally the same. But that's I don't know. That's real life. You know, like um, it's not a highlight. That's just how you. That's how you live your life. You know, that's、mm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I think it's good also that it's like tending towards going, um, like po- like be- being more natural and realistic on Instagram. Like for example, when people post things now, like you don't just post a photo where you look the best. You also post like funny things at the end. I,、mm. I mean, like, I I I think it's a trend. I I I'm quite bad at trends, so but I think it's a trend <laughs> that 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 like you don't just post pictures where you look good because that's a bit like mainstream. Yeah, so now you have to be a bit quirks, and then you post a bit like scenery, a bit of like what you did, food, that kind of stuff. <laughs> is there is there like an Instagram rule now? I mean, Instagram kind of evolved, right? Like I feel like at the very beginning it was about like I don't know, like good looking girls and like pretty girls. Then now it kind of evolved into a stage where people can be authentic and like share stuff. Obviously, for like content create cre- creator platforms, not like everyday. I I guess not like people like you and me where we don't have time to post those things, but、mm. it's just nice to see that like、uh, people talking more about how like it's just not real life and you're comparing your everyday life to their highlight. So、mm. yeah, I appreciate like how、um, Instagram's evolving right now. You know. Yeah, and I think it's like it's it's how you make it to be out, how you make it out to be. So for example, when you have like a creative social media account, that's just what it's for, and like. I think a main part is just not being afraid to post stuff, also, because whatever you do post, it's not like I don't think any of it would be embarrassing. Yeah, I feel like there's this、um, thing. I feel like we're moving into like Instagram this is, yeah, territory. <laughs> but, but anyway, but it's still kind of related because it's still related to like how because the thing is right, like we experience it. Like the the kind of pressure you get on Instagram, and other people will feel FOMO as a result of what like our actions, right? Yeah. But it goes the other way around. Like people experience the pressure of like putting stuff on Instagram too, but then、mm. as a result, we also get FOMO from like what they do. So、mm. I guess it all links together. But um, yeah, I remember you telling me how like you felt scared to post stuff on Instagram. Not scared. It's more like ang an- anxious. Like anxiety to like、mm. post,、mm. and I had that too. Where I think back in the beginning when I was like uploading my first story, saying that like, oh, I have a YouTube channel, that was the scariest thing ever. Like to click post on my story to say that I posted a YouTube video,、mm-hmm. and I was questioning myself like, why is this so scary? Like I think it's just about getting judged. So I guess、mm-hmm. for Instagram, not only are you afraid of getting judged by like other people looking at it. You also get FOMO from it. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, it's just and and also the tiny sense is that you want people to get FOMO based <laughs> on what you do. I guess so. Which is a bit toxic. Like if you think about it, sometimes I really do think that I want some people to know that they are missing out because I'm having so much fun. But then that's just so toxic. <laughs> toxic. But I don't think I. Think that I think no, I don't think you actively think that because if you do think that, then I think. You're kind of like a asshole, I guess. <laughs> But I think it's all kind of like subconscious in our head. Like we're just vocalizing it now. I think everyone kind of goes through those things, anyways. So、mm. yeah, I think it's normal.、Um, yeah. 
And I guess. So how has it evolved for you since secondary since school? You mean formal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, how is it for you now in uni? So I feel like I I feel like I was never really like a what do you call it? Like a something chaser, like chasing clout chaser. <laughs> oh, is that chaser. what it's called? Clout chaser. Okay. But clout chaser. Yeah, I think so. I think that's. Okay, it's cl- clout chaser, or maybe like popularity chaser. I don't know. But I don't think I was really like that. For me, I think FOMO is more about like um, friends I know, like people I know, and I don't mm. like I don't maybe I didn't get to like hang out with them. It was less about the people that I like acquaintances. Like I didn't really care about that because I was like I have my life, they have their life. So mm. I feel like I was kind of already kind of neutral about it. But obviously, I feel like secondary school was more. Actually, no, in year eight. I think I had a ma- I think I had major FOMO because I was going into a new environment. Like I just got into secondary school and I wasn't right. really in with the culture of how um, international schools worked. So I always felt like an outsider, and people were like, I don't know, they like all get each other, and I didn't. So I think I had major FOMO back then. But then as like the years progressed, I think I felt more comfortable, and then I stopped caring as much. Mm. Um, but it was still with like friends I knew. That was like the main. Po- the main that's the main FOMO point but Mm. coming into uni I think I just didn't care as much maybe towards the beginning you know like freshers week when everyone was like clubbing and stuff and I told you the story I was like maybe I should do that because everyone's doing it and then I felt like if I didn't do it I would be kind of like a loser you know but you didn't even enjoy it I didn't enjoy it that's why I was like I should just not go because the thing is clubbing is fine it's just you need to go with the right people and the thing is mm-hmm. I went with a bunch of strangers that I barely mm-hmm. knew that I only met for but that's like what everyone three... was doing though that's that that, that that was normal at the time okay fine well I didn't enjoy it I'm just yeah. putting it out there I didn't enjoy it it was a terrible night <laughs> I think so. it's good that like you learn from your bad experiences though as in like because you know that you don't like it then you wouldn't repeat it whereas yeah. I think for me it's sometimes I I'm not sure that I won't like it even though history has shown that I don't like it but I guess we got into this later but it's like it's good to learn from and also to remember like remember when you do something whether you like it or not because yes. that will inform your FOMO in the future yes that would be a good point to like uh, bring back like later on when we talk about like tackling FOMO but yeah I think after that time or like I guess maybe another time that it was like really bad I just I was like yeah I, I don't like this like that therefore I feel like I wouldn't get FOMO if people are like going out with like you know other people and plus mm. I didn't know them it was like acquaintances like why would I care you know mm. so I just stopped care- getting FOMO by that um, and then like and I feel like I'm quite content with like how I'm living right now like I have my mm. own schedule like I enjoy living like a scheduled life like like right. I have a plan I enjoy that I actively like like how I'm setting out my life right now like I enjoy yeah. living in the schedule so yeah I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything I feel like people are missing out on living the scheduled life <laughs> that's so good <laughs> yeah just, I mean just kidding but I, I do really enjoy how I'm living my life right now how I'm planning it so yeah I don't really get formal but the I guess the most formal like it's the same thing I guess towards the end of secondary school it's just when people I know that are my friends or like kind of acquaintances hang out 
that's、mm. when I would be like, oh, FOMO. Because remember the other time when our friend had this birthday thing and I couldn't go because I was sick? I、mm. was so like, upset that I couldn't go because we just got back to London and I was like, oh, all these friends who are going to show up at her birthday、mm. party are going to be people we know and haven't seen for a year and a half and I really want to see them in real life again.、Mm-hmm. Um, but the stupid sickness that I had was like, oh, no, actually, not sickness. It was like vaccination, like post vaccination symptoms. It was like I, I could not handle、um, socializing for that night. I was just so、uh, dead. So that was, I think that was the most formal I had since、uh, year three.、Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, how about you? How's、um, uni life differed from secondary school formal?、Um, I think the formal has gotten better just because I've gotten better at, at managing. I think in first year, it was kind of bad in the sense that I would just say yes to everything. Because I think in first year, you're like, so desperate to make friends. Yes. And then you, people are quite good at socializing in the sense that, like, you ask each other to do stuff because you want to make friends. So then it's, not, it's quite normal to ask people to just invite, like, whoever is there. So then I would try to say yes to everything.、Mm-hmm. But then it, it really got too much for me, I think.、Yeah. And it also interfered with, like, my work. And also, sometimes I just, like, would be so tired and the diary would be so full that I would be, like, stressed out about it and not looking forward to the day, which I think is really not. What life's about, you know? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, I didn't really mention first year like that much, like, p- apart from the freshers' week thing. But I think obviously, first year FOMO was like definitely bigger. I think it's, I think FOMO was just a big thing when you like you enter a new environment, say like first, like first year of secondary school or first year of uni. Like you said, you're desperate to make friends.、Mm. and Obviously, people make uni seem like you need to have lots of fun, right? So,、mm. when you see other people having fun and you're not having fun,、mm. and you have people's expectations on the back of your head saying that you should be having fun fr- during Freshers' Week and first year,、mm. then you feel ultimate FOMO for like not having fun, you know?、Mm. So, yeah, I think first year is the same for me. I joined like three societies in first term, and that was kind of insane for me、um, to do so much events. But... I mean, I'm kind of glad I did it because I, I know what it's like now and I、mm-hmm. can just look back at it from like a、mm-hmm. third year perspective.、Um, but yeah, I think it's also about like ha-、um, having friends and feeling like you just you should be having fun and just saying yes to things that you normally wouldn't say yes to. I feel like it's good and bad at the same time because, because if you're. If you're、um, if you don't normally go to these t y p e of events, but because of FOMO, you end up going. Like something interesting might happen, but also、yeah. some. Like you might you, make new friends, you know? Like sometimes they do result in like problems. Yes.、Friends. I was gonna say that, I mean, the whole reason of why Nicole and I, my flatmate and I are friends, is because of this event that we normally wouldn't go to, but I guess kind of because of FOMO, we went and then we became good friends. So, you know, like, you know, surprising stuff might happen <laughs> as a result of having FOMO. But, like, this shouldn't be applied to every scenario. Like, you really shouldn't. Don't, say, don't、yeah. say yes to everything. Don't, don't be a yes man. Don't say, every, don't say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I think that was my first year FOMO. But obviously, it got better、um, after first year. Well, second year, nothing actually happened. So, but, compared- but I still got FOMO in second year. Really? Of、How? like not being here, I think. Oh, yeah, you And then said, I was seeing my friends doing stuff here. Yeah, you said. Then I was like, oh, if I was there, I would be doing that too. But you okay, know, I was doing my yeah. own thing. Okay, yeah, I get that. Even when you were in London and I, I wasn't in London, I was like, oh, Yanshan's like, having so much fun.、Um, but but it, also, like, but then I you feel like we make each other have FOMO as well. Because, <laughs> but then, like, luckily, we talked to them that we're actually very sad on yeah, that l i n e 
<laughs> yeah, and also like being 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 where where you wherever you were, like whatever you went through, it was kind of valid. Like for example, because I was in Malaysia for so long, I became very close to my Malaysian friends mm. by necessity, and that was also really really nice. So it's it's always it's always nice. Or like I got to hang out with my family, and like right before I left, and then I also got to like think of, apply to jobs because I had so much fuck free time. So then it was just like so. It's just pros and cons, you know. Like FOMO doesn't FOMO just makes you feel bad about something which you shouldn't even feel bad about. Yeah, building on the point of like, like we give each other FOMO, but I think it's nice because we're friends, right? We can talk about it, and we'll be yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm so jealous. Like you're having so much fun. I remember when you were in the UK during second year, and I would tell you that oh, I'm so jealous, Yen Chan. Like you're having so much fun and meeting up with friends, and then you would tell me, no, Glory, it's actually not fun. Like. Monday to Friday, I'm stuck at home, and I only see people on the weekends, and that's like two hours of my week. You're like the rest of my week is very sad. <laughs> Apart from the one image I post on Instagram showing that I'm having dinner with friends, other times I'm just sad. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I guess that's your real life. Yeah. Okay. I make it sound so bad. To be fair, I wasn't sad. I think like like what you said, like when you establish a routine and stuff. Sometimes, some days I was actually very happy to like do my own thing, chill the whole day. Yeah. Not chill, do work the whole day, but like in a structured way. So, you know, yeah. it's good to try different things. Yeah. How about your third year then, looking back? Um, I think that, yeah, I still do feel it, which is quite bad because I'm so busy. This is not a flex. But <laughs> I think that I'm, I, I do like to fill out my calendars, but then I still feel formal. In a sense that like I feel like I am not uh, going being out there enough because there's still people to see and people that I haven't met. I was thinking about this that day. I guess it's not related to the FOMO, but I really do like meeting new people and like getting to know them yeah. and instead of sticking to the same bunch, which is quite not good if you think about it, like in the Why? long run. Because if you stick to the same bunch, then there's like a different type of relationship that grows from it, which is also quite nice. But I don't know. It's good to have a balance. No, I, yeah. I mean, as long as you have a balance, right? Like, you're not just making friends and then once you pass the stage of like, oh, it's a new person and then you move on, then yeah, that that's probably like not, I don't know, not good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously, I, I'm also so grateful this year um, in third year because everything is kind of back to normal mm. um, except for a few like Zoom lectures. But mm. it's just so nice to be able to talk to like new people and you know get to know new people and like making new friends you know i'm just so grateful for that compared to second year um so yeah i guess like you i think because everything is kind of a li- like more, more or less back to normal so obviously mm. everything is back up and running so obviously you will feel like fomo if you see other people mm. like doing interesting stuff you know so yeah it's completely valid i feel like okay know. i mean you won't fully erase fomo but mm. There are some ways we could like tackle it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on. So yeah. So I guess the main way to tackle it, I think for me the main way to tackle it actually is to just be more grateful for what I have and then to reflect on what I have as well. So like kind of like what you do, like when like doing the gratitude journal thing. Although that sounds a bit cringy, but it it is really good. Like yeah. Not that specifically, but I think. Just remembering when you're happy that you're happy and who you're happy with and like why 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 are this happy? Like for example that day, I remember thinking it was like a Wednesday, so that's the day right before my tutorial. So all I did the whole day was work and go to the gym, and I was just so happy at the end of the day. I was like ecstatic. It was such a good day, and I didn't like, see anyone 
new or like see anyone basically and it was such a good day and just it's just good to remember that like sometimes I'm just so happy just by yourself yeah by myself and doing stuff that I that's productive yeah you are all you need to be happy because I feel I feel like people like people think other people can have like influence your emotions a lot which is true but Mm. I feel like ultimately it's down to you to you know like be in control of your emotions because if you don't let other people's stuff or like their Instagram stories like get to you then you're I mean you're good right like ultimately if it doesn't affect you it doesn't so I'm so happy that you said like that day spent by yourself was like amazing and I relate to that you know like say um usually one day of the weekend would be my rest day from the design project and that day I would just be by myself you know doing grocery shopping laundry edit videos edit Mm -hmm. the podcast um and that would be an amazing day for me you know like just being by myself doing like productive stuff and like Mm -hmm. things I like that's great like I don't really need to obviously I, I do need social interaction but like for that day <laughs> for I that day yeah. that, that, that day I didn't need any of those and I can still be perfectly content and obviously that's something to be grateful for right no matter mm. how cringy a gratitude journal sounds but I really like my gratitude journal because I look back on it and then I see lots all the good stuff that happened and I'm like oh yeah I forgot about that you know so yeah well it's, it's not cringy to me at least yeah but yeah. I think it could because it's easy to like hinge your happiness on someone else I think it's easy to to expect someone else to make you happy or like to fill up your diary because you think that that would make you happier like sometimes I, I do get scared when like my diary is very empty which is like quite bad because <laughs> I don't know what I'm scared about I'm just scared of like facing so much time that I could be spent doing other things yeah I guess so FOMO FOMO alert. That is really FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think but... something else which you're good at is like reflecting on things. So like you like to like make scrapbooks and take photos and obviously you yeah. do your vlog thingy. I'm just very... So sen- I think it's good that you like to do that. Yeah, I think I'm just very sentimental. Although obviously this brings in another like um, aspect of it. It's like when you kind of cling on to the past. But I don't know, I'm very sentimental and sometimes I feel like that's a good pick-me-up when I feel very sad. I can look Mm -hmm. back at the past and I get, I remind myself that, you know, I have all these good things in life. I have all these amazing people next to me and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in this environment that I'm very grateful for. So I, you know, I shouldn't be upset that, like, I'm not doing as much. Although this, I feel like, like, FOMO is not really, like, a big problem in my life. But, like, if it do comes up, then I'll be like, you know, I'm having fun by myself. And, you know, I could have fun if I wanted to, but, like, I'm choosing to just be by myself. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, something else which helped me was, um, well, meditation didn't really help me. Maybe it helps you. Oh, I remember you were saying, like, a few episodes back that you were going to meditate, and I gave you you recommendations of doing it for, like, two minutes. (laughs) I didn't do it. But I think that I meditate through exercise. Like like you're present during exercise. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes me very present. So that's just how I'm gonna do it because it's also productive at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um I kinda made meditation a habit now. Like it's a to do list now. Like I have to do it. Um I'm just forcing I'm forcing myself to do it. Um I'm I'm trying to I'm ma- like I'm I think I'm on the progress of making it into a habit. It's kind of a habit now where I do it as soon as I get into studio and before I take Ooh. anything before I take anything out of my bag, 
I would sit down and meditate for five minutes. That's kind of cool. And like, yeah, I really like that because it sets the tone for the day. Yeah. And like before I start doing any work, I like I'm I'm like checking with myself like, how does my body feel? Like, how are you feeling, Glory? Like, are you feeling okay? Are your shoulders tight? Are like how how's your head feeling? How's your body like temperature mm-hmm. feeling? How's your breath feeling? You know, like checking in with yourself, and then that kind of sets the tone for the day. And I just feel like it's been a really good exercise so far. And I'm kind of surprised because I feel like I can do five minutes quite well now, so I might increase it. Passes it passes pretty fast. It, well, not fast, but like I, I feel like it's a good amount. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like increasing the duration slowly. Mm, that's but, good. Yeah, I'm having a good time <laughs> meditating. <laughs> that's so basic. So like, it's like so like. Uh, I'm so like Pinterest girls. Anyway. I'm so Pinterest girls. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> I think it's good. It's so good. Okay. I mean, so I th- yeah. Continue. It, I was gonna say it's not for the for like for like other people to look at me and be like, Glory's doing this meditation thing. I think it's more like being in tune with your body because I really feel like during that five minutes I'm in communication with my body. Mm-hmm. This 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 sounds so cringy when I yeah. say it out loud, but. <laughs> It's so cringy, but I swear to God, but it's true. When I'm when I'm doing it, I'm like I'm having a good conversation with my body, and I like I like how it feels. So I don't care if it's cringy; it's great. (laughs) Everyone should do it. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you do it, but I know it's hard for you. (laughs) Actually, I think I'm exaggerating. I mean, it shouldn't be hard for anyone. It's literally five minutes. No, people make it sound so like um. I think it sound the 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 thing sounds easy, but when yeah. you actually sit down and do nothing, it's not really doing nothing. But when you're feeling your breath in tune with your body for five minutes, it feels like an eternity. You know, mm. like in the beginning, for like any normal person, they'll be like, "Oh my god, is it over yet?" Mm. But like, it's just been one minute. They're like, "Oh my god, I have to do this for like five minutes," and that's I guess that's crazy. So that's why I say start start slow. Do one minute. Do two minutes. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, the exercise thing is good because you release endorphins. Yeah. So you get I think up. you have a good routine set up because you also do that before studio. So like, you know. You yeah, I like get all my maximum daily. endorphins. So like, you're as happy before. as possible before studio starts. I don't, I don't, but I don't, I'm not ecstatic after, yeah. like right before studio. I think it's like a good calmness. Like I just set the right tone for the day of mm-hmm. like how productive I want to be. And that's mm-hmm. going to be my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And the other thing that we talked about just now is like, what is it? Recognizing stuff that you don't like. Yeah. Um, just like doing like an audit about how you feel when you do something. Yeah, I think it goes back to being present, right? Because mm. say you go out, like I'm just, I'm just using myself as an example of like going clubbing during Freshers Week. The time I was just, this is not fun. I don't like this. I don't, I'm not having a good time now. And I just kind of admitting it to yourself and not lying to yourself that oh but this is what everyone's doing like I should mm. be enjoying this mm. you know like I feel like just being honest with yourself and recognizing that this is something you don't like which is fine even even if society makes you feel like you should be having fun mm. it's okay if you're not because mm. I think I probably read or listened this to a podcast somewhere where people were just saying yeah I, I don't have a lot of fun when I go clubbing or something so it's like it's fine it's not like pressurizing for you to have fun just yeah. because people are posting it on their stories and making it seem like they're having fun yeah know? I think also sometimes when you because I get formal about groups of people or like specific people who don't ask me out so for example in secondary school it would be like this group of girls in school but then 
when I do hang out with them, it is also not fun. Like, I'm not having a lot of fun. So then I don't know why I feel formal about this. I think it's also like recognizing who you feel happy with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, that, I think that also leads on to like, like holding on to the good people in your life, you know? Like, sometimes when I call my mom, it just makes me, it just reminds me of that I'm, that I'm having such a really good life here. And like, my problems are so small. And also like, there's so many bigger things in life to look forward to. Yeah. And like family and that kind of thing. But even yeah. if I do things like, like if I go to, because I do a part-time job, like if I work, then I'm also a reminder of like, that this is, that doing things and being productive is also fun. It, it's not just about like having, literally having fun all the time. Yeah. And I guess when you, I guess when I watch like documentaries or um, talking to other people, you realize that your problems are really not as big as you make them out to be. Like FOMO is really just an insignificant part of like your life. Like you didn't even go. How is that a problem? You know? <laughs> but yeah, obviously we like mag- we like magnify it in our heads, and then it becomes a real problem in us. But yeah, mm. like you said, just remind yourself of the good people around you, and like even good friends. And realizing that everyone's kind of just in the same boat as you. Like, no one's life is, like, constantly a highlight reel. No one's life is constantly amazing Mm, and, like, perfect. I think this is... I I probably watched a video somewhere about this. Like, when you talk to anyone in the world... Right. Like, nobody's life... Even, like, celebrities and stuff. Yeah, like, nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's life is, like, amazing and, like, that's how... Like, everyone probably has some sort of problems or, like, some demons in their past that kind of shape them who they are now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that perfect life of that perfect person just doesn't exist, you know? So mm-hmm. there's no point in feeling like you're missing out because other people also feel like they're missing out from stuff you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just don't continue the cycle, I guess. Yeah. Obviously, easier said than done. I think, like, leading on, to, leading on from that, like, what really helped me when I was in here in the UK alone was also like watching people's vlogs this sounds gonna sound like so lame but then like watching like YouTubers like oh like like what they do in a day and like what like things that they miss and stuff because then it really like informs me of that it also like other than learning about other people's life in a like a very osmosive passive way and thinking about my own life and like what I want it to be like it's also interesting to see that actually no one's doing everything all the time and also people who reflect on their like wild 20s where they went out a lot also don't tend tend to say like yeah I wasn't it wasn't fun and I was also like not exercising and, and I was pretty unhealthy and it wasn't a great time but I think yeah. that's also quite comforting yeah yeah that's good like just seeing the balance in everything right yeah and like even like balancing like social media and just like realizing that I mean we already said this but just realizing that it's not the whole of everyone's life mm. you know yeah well I guess another important thing is that you can't you have to be good about social media and like how you engage with it because I think it's quite important to separate it from your real life as in you have to realize that like it's not a reflection of you because your friends don't see you that way either like your friends don't see you as this polished person that they look up to and I think that's like the most important thing right yeah yeah I think so yeah, it's like also applying it to yourself and other people. So, yeah, it goes both ways, I think. Um, and the the other thing that I um, feel like I recognize in uh, first year of university that links to FOMO is that I had this giant revelation to me that, like, no one cares. Actually, no one cares about you, which sounds really sad. 
at the same time, but also very freeing at the same time because、mm. you don't put because you don't because no one has the time to judge you, right?、Like、everyone's too busy focusing on themselves.、Mm. Everyone's busy on focusing something that's more interesting, which is themselves.、Um, so it's kind of like I remember back in year one when I like I probably had worse FOMO than now. I was like, I should be doing more interesting things, otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like a loser, like I'm a loner kind of thing. But the thing is, just no one cares. No one cares if you're not going out. No one's gonna la- label you and say, Oh my God, Glory is such a loser because she didn't like go out to this event. Like、mm. nobody has the energy to do that when they're too busy focused on their own lives. And if they do do that, then they're just an asshole, you know. So just、mm. I think just constantly reminding myself that. No one really cares about what you do as long as as long as you're happy with what you're doing, then it's fine. That's enough. Yeah, you know that sounds a bit cringy, so but but you Thanks, know it's true.、Yes. And 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 also it's like there's literally like ten people who care about you. Like I feel like that's it. Everyone else <laughs> doesn't really. <laughs> so it's like it's just what it's not. It's not even about what the ten people think. It's as long as the ten people are happy for you, and they generally are. Like, they don't really care either. Yeah. What you do specifically, they just like you, for you. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, no one's living your life, so you shouldn't live your life for other people and saying that, like, you shouldn't live your life because of formal and like because formal is ultimately about like what other people think, right? So you、mm-hmm. shouldn't live your life about like what other people think because you're living it. No one is、yeah. living your life, so. I feel I think- like it's actually easy to to say. Now compared to if I was in secondary school, like that would have been harder to digest. But now you get it. Now I get it. Okay. Do you have <laughs> anything else to add? Um. No. Okay. But yeah, I think it's just a good summary of like recognizing that FOMO happens to everyone, and it's all a cycle. You induce other people's FOMOs, and other people induce your FOMO. So it's a cycle,、right. and obviously we can't fully get rid of it. But there's definitely like tactics to get rid of them, like we、yeah. outlined. Oh, actually, this is a fun fact. Did you know that seeing your friends and family regularly adds ninety-seven thousand two hundred sixty-five dollars in value to your life in a year? How did that? Like apparently, you you can like put numbers on it. So it's like it's an, it's an extra sixty-two thousand pounds a year to be happy. I don't know how they did it. I don't、That's... know because like they also like like they they rank like for example. Divorce costs you thirty four thousand dollars a year, and、okay. yeah, so that kind of thing. I I really don't know how to do it, but I think it's like maybe the happiness satisfaction. I don't know, man. But like, good to know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's good to like put numbers on it. So, for example, having a good social like family and friends is actually worth more than like having a good marriage. Oh, which is interesting. Family comes from marriage, so <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like maybe it also means life partner. Like sometimes having good social network of family and friends, also, but that's a different topic. Okay, <laughs> I thought、yeah. that was a cool fun fact. Okay, well, ultimately, I feel like just just keep in mind that you know you have good things around you, good people, good friends. Um, just be grateful and like reflect upon what you like and being grateful for what you have, and then just balancing social media and remind yourself that ultimately no one cares about your life, <laughs> and you're the one living your life. So just be content with how you're living it. And yeah, I think that was a good ending. All right, so we'll see you guys next week and hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye.